part four chapter thirteen of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four second marriage chapter thirteen the talk about blue stockings so useful for the sapient reader who was shown to be one took me away from my description of vira pavlovna's manner of spending her days now that when when whenever you please from the time that she moved from sergievskaya street till this moment but however what is the use of spinning out this description to give a general idea that change which began to take place in the way vira pavlovna spent her evenings after her renewal of kirsdnof's acquaintance while she still lived with vasilievsky ostrov is entirely developed now that the kirsdnofs from the centre of a rather extensive number of young families living just as harmoniously and happily as they themselves do and agreeing with them also in their sentiments and that music and singing the opera and poetry and all sorts of amusements and dances fill all the free evenings of this circle of families because every evening there is some gathering at one house or another or some other arrangement for spending the evening for people of various tastes as a general thing at these gatherings or whenever any other way of spending the time is devised at least half the circle is present and the kirsdnofs as well as their friends spend half their evenings in this social way but there is no need of going into details here it is understood of course but there is one thing about which unfortunately it is necessary to be very explicit for the sake of a very large number who would not otherwise understand all of us even if we have not ourselves experienced such a thing but have only read about it know how different for a boy or girl is an evening which is simply a party and an evening on which his dear or her dear comes to see her or him between an opera which we merely see and an opera which we see sitting next to him or her with whom we are in love there is a very great difference this is well known but what is experienced by very few is that the charm which love gives to everything is not necessarily as is common according to the present state of things a transitory phenomenon in a person's life that this bright light of life does not necessarily illumine alone the epoch of searching and attaining or let us name the epoch thus the epoch of attention of wooing no this epoch according to the present state of things is only the morning star gentle beautiful but the harbinger of a day which has incomparably more light and warmth than its harbinger a light and warmth and particularly a warmth which grow more and more even beyond the noon and still keeps growing it used to be different after the loving pair were united quickly the poetry of love vanished now among those whom we call the people of the present it is quite different they after being united by love become brightened and warmed more and more by the poetry of it the longer they live together until late evening when the care of growing children may partially divert their thoughts from themselves then care is more sweet than personal enjoyment it becomes more absorbing but till that time it keeps on growing what people used to know as honeymoons the people of the present generation keep for long years why is this so this is a secret i may tell you though it is a grand secret it is good to avail oneself of it 
and it does not take great skill to do so. All that is required is a pure heart and an honest soul, and the present idea of the rights of a human being with regard to the freedom of the one with whom you live. That is all. There is no further secret about it. Look upon your wife as you looked upon your bride. I know that she has the right to tell you any moment, I am dissatisfied with you, leave me. Look upon her so, and nine years after your marriage, she will inspire in you the same poetical feeling as she did when she was a bride. No, more poetical, more ideal, in the proper sense of the word. Acknowledge her liberty as openly and formally and without any circumlocutions, just as you acknowledge the freedom of your friends, to feel or not to feel friendship towards you, and then in ten years, in twenty years, after your wedding, you will be as much in love with her as when you were a bridegroom. So live husbands and wives of the new dispensation. It is much to be desired. And for that very reason, that they are honest towards each other, they love each other ten years after marriage more warmly and poetically than on the wedding day. And just for the very reason that during these ten years, neither he nor she gave each other a dissembling kiss or said one hypocritical word a lie has never passed his lips was said about somebody in a certain book there is no hypocrisy in his heart was said about somebody maybe in the very same book they read the book and think what a wonderful moral height is ascribed to him when they wrote the book they thought here we are describing a man who will fill everyone with surprise they know not who wrote the book do not realize who is going to read it but the people of the new dispensation do not receive among the number of their acquaintances anybody who does not possess such a soul and they have no lack of such a soul and they have no lack of such acquaintance and they look upon their acquaintances as nothing more than people of the new dispensation good but ordinary people one thing calls for pity at the present time to every man of the new dispensation there are a dozen or more antediluvians this however is natural in an antediluvian world you expect an antediluvian population end of part four chapter thirteen recording by expatriate in bangor maine